Welcome to uh, Explain It for uh, Advent 2. So the readings for this Sunday are Malachi chapter 4. It speaks of the day of the Lord and Romans 15, uh, the God of hope. And then the coming of the Son of Man in Luke chapter 21. Now, again, Advent means uh, simply to come. And there's these three comings that the scriptures uh, readings for each Sunday uh, highlight. Uh, There is that first Advent, which is fulfilled in the coming of Jesus. As the Apostle Paul said, you know, when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law. And so we remember that uh, first Advent and rejoice uh, in uh, the second person of the Trinity, the Son of God, taking on human flesh uh, and living among us a perfect life and dying for us the perfect uh, death. So that's the first Advent. The second Advent uh, we'll hear about in the Gospel uh, reading uh, for today is uh, the Advent of uh, Christ uh, reappearing for uh, judgment. And so this is promised, and we are to watch and to be ready and to prepare ourselves for that by uh, first calling ourselves to repent and to believe uh, the good news of Christ, but also to share that Gospel uh, with others. Uh, There's then this ongoing Advent, which is the promise that the Lord Jesus has not forsaken us, has not left us. Um, He is with us always, and he continually then gives to us his his gifts, and we receive them. We receive them when we go to worship uh, in the sacraments and when we hear God's God's word. So those are the three uh, Advents. that the scripture readings for each week of this first season of the church year uh, talk about. So again, the theme is to repent, uh, to receive the good news of the forgiveness of sins, to rejoice in that, uh, and then to repeat it. And so all of life then is a life uh, lived uh, out of those three. Uh, As Martin Luther would say in the first of his 95 theses, When Christ calls a man to repent, he calls his whole life to be one of repentance. uh, There's there's somewhat of this uh, then ongoing back and forth um, with a word from God and and then kind of the refrain, the word spoken back by his people. This is found in Revelation chapter 22, where it says, He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. So that's the voice of Jesus. Yes, I'm coming soon. And it's as if his church then repeatedly responds to that with, Amen, come Lord Jesus, you know, or come come, Lord Jesus quickly, uh, Maranatha. So yes, I'm coming soon, Jesus says in his church today. Uh, And if the Lord gives us another day tomorrow, we'll say, Amen, come Lord Jesus and come quickly. So we are to be aware uh, we are to be ready. Um, but as the gospel will speak about today, we are not to be not to be afraid because we belong, we belong to Christ. And so uh, he is the one who is going to call all things uh, new when he reappears, but also call us to to himself. So uh, the readings for today speak of this day of the Lord. And you'll hear this phrase, especially uh, in the Old Testament, highlighted as a day of judgment. Um, And so there are many of these days of the Lord's, uh, let's say lowercase d. 
but there's going to be one uh, day of the Lord, the day of final judgment. So Malachi speaks of this when he says, surely the day is coming and it will be like a furnace and all the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And that day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty, and not a root or a branch will be left to them. Uh, Paul, in his letter to the Thessalonians, speaks of this great day of the Lord, the capital D, when he says, Now, brothers, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, Peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. And then Peter uh, speaks where he says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid laid bare. So there's this um, interplay. It says, uh, this idea, Jesus uses this too in the Gospels, where he says, Just as this happened, so also. So just as there was a a time of judgment on different um, uh, seasons of the history of Israel, so also uh, there will be a final judgment. So this is referred to in Matthew 24, where, where Jesus uses the days of Noah and then references how this is also going to be like the final judgment, the day of judgment. So Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. So just as in Noah's time, so also at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. Up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. So uh, just as Noah was a preacher of repentance, so also now in these end times, the message is the same. Be aware, be ready. Uh, but to the church, to those who belong to Christ, those who are in the ark of the church, uh, the message is don't, don't be afraid. Now Luke chapter 21 is the gospel, and there is this wonderful gift that is given. It is this little phrase, lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing near. So when you see all these things in the sun and the moon and the stars, Jesus says, and on the earth, uh, the nations, they're going to be in anguish and they're going to be in perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. And, and note here what the nations will be like. They will faint from terror and they'll be apprehensive of what is coming on the world for the heavenly bodies will be, be shaken. But Jesus says, at that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And then he says, when, when these things begin to take place, you stand up, you lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. So we are again to be aware and to be ready, uh, but not to be afraid. So in this uh, time between the Lord's first advent and his coming again, uh, the promise of the second advent, the church militant prays. And uh, there's two petitions particularly that we could focus on, which is, thy kingdom come. 
Now, in, in Advent 1, we talked about how this kingdom of God was not one of power that we were praying uh, that it would come because it's already established. Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So what are we praying? Thy kingdom come. Uh, the church militant uh, in its fight in this world prays that the kingdom of grace it's a missions prayer that the gospel would go forward, that, that more would come into the ark, more would come into the body of Christ, uh, the church. Uh, so we pray for the kingdom of grace that the gospel would go forward. But we're also then praying that the kingdom of glory would come. Again, uh, the refrain, yes, indeed, I am coming, Jesus says, and the church uh, prays and cries out, yes, Lord, amen, come, come quickly. The other phrase uh, you could uh, associate with this is deliver us from evil or the evil one. So the nations will look and be in terror and be apprehensive at uh, the signs of the end of the age. But we are to stand up. Look, your redemption is drawing near. So there is this promise then that the day is coming and uh, we're one day closer the scripture says, and it's as if you're um, anticipating, you know, that that wonderful great day of uh, eternal Sabbath or rest. So currently, you know, it is the, the winter season here. So maybe some of your thoughts are, are going towards, you know, the, the sunnier days or the days where you uh, have vacations planned for uh, family during a summertime. Well, buried in this gospel is really a promise of an eternal summer. So Jesus continues and he speaks in a parable. He says to them, well, look at the fig tree and all the trees. And when they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. So Jesus is saying, you know, look at all these signs. The world will see them and be apprehensive and afraid. But you look at them and, and see them as a season is coming, uh, an eternal summer, uh, an eternal time of rest where the light of Christ will shine on us uh, continually. And so we think of the end of times differently than uh, the rest of the world. Again, Jesus saying, yes, I am coming soon. And the world then is to cry out, amen, come Lord Jesus, come, come quickly. Now, as it is with uh, our hearts and the depravity of our world, sometimes we hear about the coming of Christ and we say, well, no, may your kingdom not come or not come, not yet. Uh, and we get caught up in the ways of this world, thinking that this is our home and that we wouldn't want to leave this world. But we're constantly being reminded that we are aliens and strangers in this world. And so we are to, to pray uh, with great boldness and confidence, your kingdom come and may it come quickly. And not this sense of holding on to the things of this world and mourning perhaps the ending of them, but rather to stand up, lift our heads, rejoice at the coming of a greater kingdom. So Jesus speaks of this. Uh, he continues again in the text where he says, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down in this world with dissipation and drunkenness and the anxieties of life. Uh, it sounds again like the days of Noah, right? Eat, drink, be merry. Uh, 
Um, and he says, so be careful that your hearts aren't um, captured by these things and that this day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap because if your attention is spent on the things of the world, your eyes are not on uh, the day of the Lord appearing, but rather um, the worries of this day. He says, for it will come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. It will come, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus promises. So um, there's this little phrase, I don't know who to attribute it to, but it is uh, uh, quite appropriate. It is this, what is long de delayed, what is long delayed is not abandoned. So something, though something might, you know, tarry or wait or take a long time in its fulfillment or coming, it doesn't mean that it has been abandoned. It's just me, it just means that um, it's not yet the right time. What is long delayed is not abandoned. So why does the Lord delay? You know, why why hasn't he reappeared, say, uh, right after the destruction of Jerusalem, uh, the temple in Jerusalem in 70 AD? Why didn't he reappear then? Why not uh, during the time of the Reformation? Why not, you know, during uh, 2019? Why does the Lord delay? Well, Peter gives us some insight into this. He says, do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. And then he gives the reason. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But in keeping with his promise, Peter says, we're looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness, so then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless and blameless and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. So the Lord delays uh, out of kindness and goodness for the rest of the world who does not know of Christ, who does not believe the preaching of repentance like in the days of Noah. He wants more to come into the ark into the church to receive the forgiveness of sins, to be protected, to be raised above uh, the rest of the world and uh, the flood of um, judgment coming against the unrighteous. So he delays. The Lord is patient. He is kind. He is compassionate. So if we have one more day, it's not so that we might go out and maybe take advantage of the wonderful um, dreams that we have to travel or to make money, um, you know, or to get back to some type of normality after, you know, the COVID-19 um, crisis. But the Lord delays so that we might uh, be able to share the gospel. And we hasten the coming of the Lord by doing that, by proclaiming uh, his word. And there are individuals hear this good word, of Christ and their hearts are brought uh, to repentance and they believe the good news. So we are to be aware of these uh, current days, not have our hearts weighed down with any worries about earthly things, but consider this place, uh, as Luther would say, like an inn. We just use the inn, we stay there, we reside there, but it's not our home. We're to be ready and as Jesus says in the gospel, not to be afraid. Uh, stand up, look, your redemption is drawing near. So this is again the refrain, and the church uh, says it back to the Lord Jesus. Jesus says, yes, 
I am coming soon, and we as the church uh, respond every day, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly.